The Xbox Drive is fueled by patrons at patreon.com slash Capri, and I want to thank everybody who supports us over there and give a special thank you to our premium producers, Dallas Ford, Drew Agnew from the House of Mario podcast, Jace Baldridge from twitch.tv slash Baccaridge, Lee Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team, and Jonathan Brown at youtube.com slash gamingpurplemonkey. Our platinum producers, Brian Scott, Dano, and Trucker Sloth, and our gold members, Argo, Brendan Myers, Dallas Robbins, Emily O'Kelly, Heather Boney, James Johnson, Joel Brooks, Jose Jimenez, Mac Time, Marcus O'Neill, RJ Kern, Skinny Matt, and Xavier Reyes. Now, on with the show. Hey everyone, it's me, Sean Capri. I'm in my car and you're listening to the most horsepowerful podcast on the internet. It's the Xbox Drive. I'm on a Skype call with my friend Ryan Turford and on our journey today, I played a bunch of FIFA surprise. So why don't you jump on into the Xbox Drive? Ball, that got rhymed. Ball. Greater than X. Hello, Sean Capri. Hello, Ryan Turford. It's a nice sunny day out for me. I'm out for a drive and I am so excited to be chatting with you, my friend. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's also a, a nice sunny day here in Ontario, Sean. It's almost 20 degrees outside. Um, and wow. I mean, you know, it'll be good maybe to go outside a little bit later today. I haven't gone outside yet today. Patio weather. Maybe at some point. <laughs> <laughs> that means not playing games. Going outside means not playing games. And that is always, that was always a struggle for me as a kid. You know, the parents would, you know, go outside, go, go, go do stuff. And it's like, but that literally means that I can't stay inside and play Nintendo right but now. You see which this, is what but I you can to do. bring your portable systems with you outside. You know, you're with the power of xCloud, Sean, you can play your Xbox. Well, games now, anyway. yeah, I don't I don't I don't this. I'm talking when I was a kid, like I didn't I, you know, I just wanted to stay in a basement and play and play uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and try <laughs> and get through the dam, the dam level. <laughs> yeah, which was obviously impossible. I mean, obviously, until you beat it once and then you realize it's actually and then you figured it out. Well, there's that one part with all like the seaweed, the glowing, the the, the pink kind of seaweed. It zaps you and makes that terrible sound. And you're definitely (laughs) going to lose at least a turtle or two in that level, man. It's like, what the crap? I mean, it's essentially just the turbo tunnel and battle toads, Sean. Let's just let's just put it. That's true. Anyways, every game had one of those. Of course, this is the Xbox Drive, the podcast where we talk about Xbox all the time, except for right now. Uh, <laughs> let's clean the garage a little bit because we gotta we gotta get some things off our chest. Uh, so obviously, if you like what we do and you want to support the show, of course, you can subscribe to us right here on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash the Xbox Drive, or or you can leave us a review on your podcast service of choice. That helps uh, us go a long way in helping us grow the show. So um, we do appreciate. Every, each and every one of you who subscribes or leaves a, a nice review. And we have a Apple podcast review, of course, to read um, in a few minutes, of course. Um, also, you can get early access to the show as well as some of our exclusive shows over on Patreon, patreon.com slash you, me, Capri. Little, put a little tip in the tip jar and uh, you'll get some, out comes some content. You know, it's like a vending machine kind of, except with, you know, Patreons. So there you go. <laughs> uh, you can do that. But Sean... Before we go any further, we have to throw this out there because yeah. I know we have a lot of new people listening or watching that have maybe, mm. you know, have watched this once or twice or this is their first time. Sean, you were on this other show this week. Tell me about that. Yeah, you know, I'm really glad that you brought it up because it's really important uh, to be able to bring a little exposure to a, a, a wonderful little indie podcast. Not 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 too many people know about. Uh, of course, I'm talking about Kind of Funny's X Cast, <laughs> it was on the the biggest Xbox podcast on the planet 
And what a delight and honor, man, to have uh, Snowbike Mike reach out to me with, uh, I think, about 15 minutes before showtime. <laughs> yeah. He's like, hey, you want to come on the show? And I'm like, absolutely. I am so there. And I had a great time with Mike and with Paris. That was the first time Paris and I had, had ever really even chatted. So it was really just nice to to be thought of for that. And I'm, I'm very grateful to a lot of people, obviously Mike and Paris for having me on. Um, but our community for celebrating that moment for me made it very, very special. And all the people who have come to know me, I guess, just over the last couple of days, it's been, it's been a roller coaster, man. And I hope that people have come on over to listen to our little Xbox show here that we record while I drive in my freaking car. Like what the heck is even going on here? <laughs> um, but I, I had a blast, man. We, we talked about a whole bunch. We talked about Psychonauts, of course, and I got to rave about the Outer Worlds that I've been playing over the last little while. So if people haven't maybe listened to the Kind of Funny X-Cast, like, go check it out. Go leave a comment and everything like that. But I'm just grateful for the opportunity, man. Uh, it was very, very special. Kind of actually surreal, if I'm if I'm being totally honest with you. Yeah, honestly, you did great. Like, you, you uh, really like stood toe to toe with both Paris and, and Snowbike Bike. And uh, you guys had an amazing episode. And actually, um, I'm going to also direct people also to your other podcast, Sweet Hangs with with Donnie Reese, um, which the, the episode from this week went public today on, on the free feeds, um, where you actually go more in depth about kind of how all that worked, how that the, how the process came about, and um, basically yeah. just getting invited last minute and telling the story about that too. So definitely go listen to Sweet Hangs if you want to know kind of more about kind of uh, Sean's uh journey with that episode. Um, also, I yeah. love the fact that you pointed out that, uh, especially both on the X cast and here that you drive the car while doing the podcast, but most of the people who came over from the X cast <laughs> watched last week's episode where you weren't driving. I know. So. I know the one time I didn't have access to the car. We had to record in my basement <laughs> where it looked exactly the same as when I was on X cast. But this is why we started the youtube.com slash the Xbox drive is because some people were in doubt. Uh, that I'm actually driving the car. But, you know, I've got another, I've got a couple stops that I want to make uh, on our journey today, Ryan Turford. As the irony, Sean. I love the irony. So definitely go yeah, and check out the XCast episode with Sean if you haven't already. Uh, it's a good episode, so definitely check it out there. Amazing. Kind of games yeah. on YouTube and all of their podcast services around the globe. But, Sean, speaking of podcast services, segue. Let's talk about this Apple podcast nice. review this week. This one comes to us from Marcus O'Neill 79 We know him. Uh, he uh, says, of course, the title of his review is come for the car puns, dot, 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 and stay <laughs> for the informative discussion on all things Xbox. As Sean says, the Xbox drive is the second best Xbox podcast on the internet, which is pretty good. If you ask me strap in safety first, of course, and enjoy. <laughs> what a nice young man. It's, you know, that we've been getting a couple more of those and I think it's all because we put the call out to people. People, We know a lot of people listen to the show. We've, get, we've gotten tremendous support over the years. But Mr. Badbit over at the PlayStation, the PS Trophy Room, they've got almost 200 iTunes reviews. They're exploding over there. And I know that friends of the Xbox Drive, we can, we can catch up to them. So keep it coming. We've got a lot over the last couple of weeks of these iTunes reviews. So thank you guys so much. It means the world. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like I said before, I mean, all these reviews go a long way in helping out the show. Um, and obviously, if you read one of these reviews, we'll read it on the show. We did. We'll yeah, definitely man. do that. So word for word. Um, next time, next time we see one of those pop up, we will definitely <laughs> be here talking about that on the show. But enough about that, Sean, let's grab our eight tracks, right. pop them in. It's time for the playlist. And, uh, we played some games this week. Um, 
I'm going to let you get your little game out of the way before I talk about my big game. What did you play this week, John? My little game? My, I have a lot to say about uh, FIFA 21, Ryan. It just came on to Game Pass through the whole EA Play kind of tie-in. Uh, this guy next to me has got a very loud muffler. I'm not sure if you can really hear that. He's got a custom steering wheel and loud music and a radar detector. He's a hardcore driver. Oh my He's God. going fast and furious. That sounds Ryan. Amazing. FIFA 21, we fired up. We were playing multiplayer last week on stream, twitch.tv slash on Capri. And I was supremely disappointed with the multiplayer <laughs> in this game. It was brutal. All I was thinking about all day and the day leading up to it and the week leading up to it was, I want to go online and play FIFA with my buds like I did, you know, 15 years ago or whatever, maybe even more. Yeah. And the online for FIFA 21 is horrendous. The whole menu system is horrendous. It's terrible. Uh, it even has the whole no cross-play between the different versions of the game. Yep. So I have a Series S, which I was playing on, and I couldn't play the Series S version because my friends were playing on the Xbox One version. What an absolute nightmare and disaster that whole thing was. I actually had to download a second copy of the game. Oh, my gosh. We need more smart delivery from all of the things. So... But that's all my complaints about it, Ryan, because I think I might surprise you by saying this. After we shut down the stream and we shut down all the multiplayer stuff, yep. I got into FIFA single player, dude. <laughs> I was playing. I played through the UEFA Cup. I, I'm, I'm a champion of the UEFA Cup. I'm now playing the Volta mode, which is like a, a 3v3 kind of. It's almost like if you have like arena football, it's kind of like arena football, but for football being soccer uh and three on three and there's a whole there's kind of like a little campaign there's a story mode there that i'm enjoying quite a lot and i gotta say it's competing with my time for the outer worlds because i kind of just like putting on a podcast and sitting and playing a game that doesn't require me to pay any attention which is which is fifa and i will close by saying this ryan this is all thanks to Game Pass. I, would, I haven't bought a, a FIFA game in literal decades. And here I am jumping back in thanks to Game Pass in a game that I, that I really actually like. And for whatever reason, maybe it's through like content creation that we don't typically play a whole lot of sports games or mm. we don't typically talk about like our weekly endeavors in Call of Duty. Like these, these games that, these, that are annualized, they exist forever. They don't generally make their way onto our podcast. But man, I've been having so much fun with FIFA. I know a couple of other people, a couple of other friends are are jumping in as well so if you are and if you want i guess we could 1v1 each other bro you know yeah. that's that's about it i'm just really disappointed that we can't have like five on five or four on four or whatever like you can't have teams versus teams which i was looking forward to and i want to put it out there to anybody listening if that was possible i could have sworn that was a thing that was possible in previous fifa games and i will legit i'll go back into the ea vault and i'll play i don't care fifa 18 if it's on fifa 18 we'll do that but Sean, uh, they removed all those that's the problem is that the only is that, one that's the thing like the, I, the only ones left are 19 20 and 21 i think they're all set up the same way oh you're there. saying that they removed the games i just want to know whatever whatever version of fifa has that opportunity or mode with multiplayer where we can have like two on two or three on three or something like that i am down for that because i think that's like the land party kind of experience it's, it's all your buds on the couch and everybody just kind of um playing games in the same room screaming at each other i want that experience and i was disappointed that we didn't have that with fifa 21 but otherwise i'm having quite a lot of fun with fifa to be honest yeah because i remember coming on your stream too and we all we were all wanted to play together because there was like four or five of mm -hmm. us and we were like oh we'll mm -hmm. just do like two on two or something like that it's like no forget it you, been not fun. only can you Could've not play fun. cross platform but then you also can't play more uh, than one-on-one -on -one. it's it was FIFA. it was really frustrating but i'm glad that you're getting into it as well and, and this kind of goes to, uh in line with what we talked about on last week's show where it's just it's the power of game pass sean and uh mm -hmm. i mean even like this is the type of game that i know that you probably wouldn't have really maybe 
given a chance to. But because it's on Game Pass and because it's part of your subscription, I mean, it was just a simple download. And if you didn't like it, you del- just delete it from there. Like, um, mm-hmm, so it was, it's mm-hmm. so cool to see you kind of discover something that maybe you weren't, you maybe played FIFA in the past, but you're not really like a big FIFA person now. So um, not anymore. No, but it, it definitely like the muscle memory was there. Uh, and that was all good, man. I, I had a, I had a lot of fun with it. Ryan Turford, I have a quick question before I know you're going to talk about uh, resident. I think you're going to talk about resident evil, What's that? Um, but I have a, I have a question. What, what kind of happy meal should I get today? Uh, I think you should go with a cheeseburger, happy meal, Sean, cheeseburger, happy meal, with okay. ranch dressing on the side. And, Renton, there's not there's not gonna be ranch dressing on the side, Ryan. I'm not gonna do that today. Oh, hi there. Can I please get a cheeseburger happy meal, please, with an orange juice? Uh apple slices, please. I always forget about that part. Yes, please. Anything else? and two large diet cokes, please. That is all. Thank you. Ryan, the only other thing that I, I, as long as they are giving away Pokemon cards with the Happy Meals, I will be getting Happy Meals on the show, so y'all get better get used to it. And I will be opening the the package <laughs> on the show as well. We'll be doing of a live unboxing. I'll, I'll pull over and we'll find out what, what Pokemon cards we got on. But uh, I, I've sidetracked you enough, my friend. It's you okay. with so much with I me. should probably cover the show a little bit while you're pay, paying as well. So, of course, sure. I played Resident Evil Village this week. Of course, <laughs> the big new Resident Evil game, Resident Evil 8. Um, I was so excited for this game. Uh, I love Resident Evil. Um, it's one of my favorite franchises. And I played uh, all three of the demos, the Maiden demo and then the, the Castle and Village demos that they mm-hmm. released co- a couple weeks ago. Yep. Um, and was really looking forward to this game coming out. And I have to say, after playing Thank it, you too. I'm building suspense. It, I actually really like it. I, I, I was building suspense <laughs> for no reason. I know people I feel, are, yeah, there's no doubt been, in my mind. I know people were like kind of hit and miss with Resident Evil because some mm-hmm. of the, the review impressions have been kind of all over the place. I know just feedback on, on my Twitter feed has been kind of been all over the place with, with Resident Evil 8, but honestly, mm-hmm. I'm actually really enjoying it. So I'm not actually at the end of the game. I'm only about five hours in, uh, mainly because I had a stream yesterday and I was, I've been pretty busy since it came out. Um, but I honestly have been having a great time going through it. Um, I love kind of the creepy atmosphere of both the village itself as well as the castle that you go into. Um, if you've played the demos, of course, both of the, the demo sequences uh, from the village and uh, the castle demos are actually in the game. I was actually surprised when I played those parts because um, they were like were slightly you? different. Well, they were slightly different from what the, what you had in the demo, but not completely different. Oh, because um, a lot of times I'm so used to demos now where they're not cut from the actual game itself. Like it's a, a separate set of content content that either leads into the game or is like um, this original thing that kind of like ties together with the main game for some reason. Like Square Enix sure. is kind of like that in a lot of ways. Like the Bravely Default yeah. demo, I think we'll use that as, the, as an example for that. So um, that's why I was a little surprised that there was actually a demo I played where it actually like tied into the game itself. Um, so how far into it are you? Did you say that already? I missed it because I was paying? I uh, missed it when I was paying, but I'm about five hours in. Um, five hours, okay. Yeah, so I'm... I'm so you're, you're a little over halfway, I think, is Yeah, what I'm, I'm like hearing? two-thirds of the way through because uh, there's basically four kind of main bosses you have to fight, and I'm done three of the four of them, essentially. Um, and, mm. and then you kind of unlock the final area. In, in a way, it almost kind of reminds me of, of Super Metroid, a game, again, I played on stream yesterday, um, where you basically fight four different bosses and then it opens the gateway to Mother Brain. Um, it's kind of like that in this game, where essentially at a certain point, the game kind of becomes open world a bit, where you ha- you're able to fully explore the village and the castle and all of the areas you can go to. And you can kind of do the bosses in a different order if you want to, um, which I thought was oh. really interesting. 
yeah. So um, I'm actually really enjoying the combat in this game as well. Um, I think the, the first person Resident Evil combat, um, I wasn't a huge fan of in seven, but I think they refined it a little bit more in this one. And uh, even though I feel like Ethan's a little more overpowered in this one than in seven, um, I love the, That's the okay. combat. I think the combat variety is much better in this game because you have um, a much larger diversity of enemies because I think... Resident Evil 7 wasn't really focused in combat at all. It was mainly, um, and most of the combat you fought were either against um, like maybe smaller clumps of enemies that were in like smaller areas and then the bigger uh, family. Yeah, yeah your set piece kind of moments. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas this game, there's combat pretty much everywhere you go in this game. Uh, there's not, it's it's kind of skirting the balance of having too much uh, combat, where it, which I know is a bit of a turnoff for, for some people with some of the Resident Evil games, because then it, it evokes Resident Evil 5 and Resident Evil 6, which were very right. much action games rather than survival horror. Um, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I don't know. I think the combat itself just works in this game. It's fun. Um, I will say th- this, though. This game is not very spooky, though. Like, it, it builds some yeah. good atmosphere and some tension in some areas and also there's like one really good jump scare that totally got me uh yeah. at a certain point in the game and if you've played it you probably know which one i'm referring to um because i know mm-hmm. i've seen a lot of other people talk about it but for the most part yeah, it, it, it doesn't really have like the spooky ambiance that resident evil 2 remake had for example so um i am missing that a little bit um and i know that that just came from feedback to the director team um, that they received after Resident Evil 7 where people were too scared of that game and didn't actually end up finishing it. So they wanted to make this one a little bit less scary in in response to that so then more people would actually finish it. Um, Yeah, I I feel like the the way the 7 kind of worked is like, it started out scary and got and got more action by the end and it seems like that has just kind of continued on into into 8 here, that it kind of just goes more into that man they they fall into that trap though don't they i feel like that that spookiness of seven is really really special and ryan i want to ask you um i want to ask you about big tall vampire lady like is she following you all the time is that good bad like how do you feel about the whole vampire lady she's been a big deal people are talking about she is i was actually surprised though the amount of time she spends in the game and i'm going to kind of leave it at that um, Interesting. She's kind, she acts in certain areas, kind of like Mister X does it, from Resident Evil right. Two, but just follows you around. Not as often as I would have loved to see, because I, I kind of miss the presence oh. of this like omnipresent enemy that's always hunting you. Because um, I, I really love. See, that I don't think I would miss that. No, I don't want that all the time. I think that it, you have to show a little restraint in my mind. You got it. Like it just, it's almost too easy, and it also it also would lose its I don't know impact. I think yeah. it was just always happening. Oh no! I, I haven't I, played the game, I, so I, I didn't know. mean almost uh, like happening all the time, but have happening enough where you're you're kind of on edge all the time. Um, mm. Like in, in Alien: Isolation, for example, I loved how much it, the Sega really used the alien in that game, where it wasn't hunting you all the time, but you were always on your toes, thinking that you know like, the next time I go around that corner, you know it might pop down from the vent and be there. Um, whereas, God, I gotta play that game, man. Whereas I just don't really feel that from this game. Um, and kind of makes yeah. Mr. X kind of gave me the same vibes as well, where like um, even though he was following he's following you in like one specific section of Resident Evil 2, he does mm-hmm. pop up later in the game. And when that happens, it's like it makes you question when you're going to see him again, like when he's when is he going to pop around the corner next? So interesting. Um, that's what yeah. I kind of miss about uh, this game. But overall, I'm still really enjoying it, despite you know, it kind of getting away from its horror roots. Um, I'm not ready to say where it sits on my resident evil rankings. Although I will say 
it probably is definitely going to be lower than than Resident Evil 2 or even Resident Evil 7 for me, to be honest. Mm. Um, because, I, again, I love more of the spookier elements of Resident Evil and the fact that it's gotten away from I mean, that a little bit. Um, it, yeah. I, it's making me kind of not enjoy it as much as other Resident Evil games. But I'll talk about that more uh, because I should finish it by, by this weekend. So next yeah, week I, no I should be able to talk about kind of my final thoughts on that. And maybe we could do an extra mile on that, Sean. I was thinking that like, maybe I could do something like that going forward. So uh, I'll talk That's more about it. I think we're going to have a couple more of those coming up here soon, Ryan. There's uh, Mass Effect comes out on Friday yep. this week, right? Uh, so now we're into it, man. The games are finally coming out. You know the other things that are coming out, Ryan Turford? What's that, John? Uh, Pokemon cards out of my out of my, out of of my my package here. So uh, I will read you, maybe mispronounce the names of the Pokemon here. The first card, it's got a little, got a little shine to it. You can kind of turn around. It's got a little shine. Uh, is Sobble. Sobble, very cute. Um, <laughs> do you know Pokemon at all? Do you know? What I, it, I do know Pokemon at all. And I, in fact, okay. I know the Pokemon c- trading card game actually quite well, Sean. Yeah. So there you go. We got four cards here. I got Sobble. I got Piplup, a cute little, I don't know, little little chicken, uh, birdie little guy. I got a Cyndaquil. <laughs> Yeah, nailed it. And a litten. I have a couple of littens oh. already. They look like a like a maybe a lion kitten, maybe put together. Looks like a fire type rhyme. That's and that is our Pokemon uh, haul for today, my friend. No Charizards. Since no you were Charizards asking about today. it. No Charizards today. No, we'll we'll continue driving now. I've been pulled over this whole time. And to be honest with you, I'd rather podcast and drive than sit sit here and you know just you're not gonna just buy like a box of pokemon cards John, and do i can like just a, go back again the thing is with with here's here's my thing and we can move on you know with most of the time when mcdonald's has like a, a happy meal toy or a feature toy you can just go and buy the toy but they know that pokemon cards are hot right now so they yep. they're not letting you buy just the cards you gotta buy the whole happy meal and what am i gonna do i've got i've got like a cheeseburger sitting here that's getting cold because i got the air conditioning going on in the car it's a mess man but i do it for the gag of the show, and also I'm kind of enjoying collecting these Pokemon cards, to be honest with you. You do it for the clicks, Chong. I, I definitely appreciate it. Do but it for the I'm clicks. slamming yep. the bricks on this conversation. All right. It's time for some breaking news, and, and there's a lot of smaller news this week. Nothing huge or, or monumental, mm-hmm. but we've got, we got to go through some of these news stories this week. So let's yeah. start with the May Xbox update. They've announced it uh, just this week, and it will bring new improvements to Quick Resume. It'll give you audio pass-through for media apps, new dynamic backgrounds, one of which is already live, and I'll talk about that in a second, and much, much more. It will be available later this month. It's already out for, I think, uh, Alpha Insiders, and then Mm -hmm. we'll start to kind of get doled out to everyone over time. One of the new dynamic backgrounds, though, that's out, though, Sean, that I'm very excited about, the original Xbox background. Seriously. (laughs) Is actually a thing, and it's so awesome. I mean, you knew that as soon as that that came out, I instantly said it to my, on both my Xboxes, John. I tried to do it last night. Was it, I didn't, um, I didn't see it available last night. Was that just today that you were able to do that? Yeah, it was just this morning. Dang it. Oh, dude, it looks so good. And finally, Xbox is like leaning into, I shouldn't say finally, because they do backwards compatibility, obviously quite well, but like leaning into the nostalgia of Xbox is something that you and I have talked about for for years now at this point. And I wish that Xbox was able to do that more. Their legacy, of course, isn't as strong as Nintendo's or PlayStation's, but that that original Xbox screen is it's something, man. <laughs> like it's a, it's a product of its time. It's kind of cheesy. It's like this is weird orby. I don't even know it's what to call green. it. It's very green. 
It's very grand. The sound is very extreme, like <laughs> very extreme, very like late nineties, early aughts kind of thing. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad that it's there. And now my mind just goes to like what what's next? What else can they can they pour into these dynamic backgrounds that scratches that nostalgic itch for us? Like, is there? Everybody's been asking for blades. Is there a way for the blades to appear somewhere I, or have an ode to the blades in the dynamic backgrounds? See, here's the thing, Sean. This is why I love doing a podcast with you because literally the whole time you've been talking, I've been thinking about the idea of pitching to you the Blades dynamic background <laughs> and you brought it up. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like that, doesn't it seem like kind of the no-brainer? I don't know if you've been in Xbox land for the last couple of generations. I just think like, you know, they can actually present and represent the the backwards compatibility love in now in like a visual format with these, these uh, dynamic backgrounds. I think is really really interesting or even just the startup screen for the 360 was was very yeah. uh, memorable as well so dude i love it like it's just it's silly i i feel like any if you're if you're uh, you're a real og if you're putting that as your dynamic background and i cannot wait to change mine to that and i love the little like blue ripple thing that i've got going right now but i'm gonna change it over to the original xbox screen the best part about it sean is you can get decals for your series x to make it look like a uh, original xbox console you can also play all your games with the duke controller and then you can have that background so oh it's perfect. my god you can that's have the best much. of all all of the original xbox worlds um, of course though i want to mention because um i know that not everyone was around in the early 360 era but the blades of course was like the original menu on the 360 it had four different tabs mm -hmm. on it that were different colors and it looked yep. really sharp and it, it flowed really well that's why people love the blades um i i would be probably less nostalgic if they did like the new xbox experience sean when they had brought in the avatars um, and they had of like the little buildings and stuff in the background. I'm just, I'm not a fan of that look in particular, but the It'll be nostalgic man. for somebody, but we're, you know, that time is not yet. We haven't hit that point yet. Mm -hmm. We're not far away enough away from the new Xbox experience, Sean, to, to be exactly. Um, but yeah, so so it sounds like a lot of little updates are coming. But uh, overall, it sounds like it, it's a, a good set of updates. The, the update to Quick Resume, they talked about it a little bit, is that it's going to speed up the process of Quick Resume. So it'll actually awesome. take less time to load. That's resume, crazy. Which is just everybody was happy with it so far, but improving it even more is even better. Obviously, yeah, exactly. So look out for that sometime later this month. Again, if you're like an alpha insider, you probably have access to this already. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what comes up with it. Next up, EA have announced their next EA Play Live, which will take place on July 22nd. So not during E3 like we had hoped, but the next month. Also, they have teased that we will be getting a new reveal for Battlefield 6 sometime soon, so probably within the next mm. week or two. They've already started teasing the logo for it and stuff like that. The colors make it look very turquoise, Sean, and it sounds yeah. like it's going to be like a modern-day return for Battlefield, which is interesting. Um, so what do you think about EA kind of missing E3? Because it's we were really hoping that EA would probably be there with like a, a press conference this year, um, but now that they've moved back to July, what do you think about this? I'm, I'm back and forth on it. Obviously, I've been pushing for like everybody to just do the E3 weekend, everybody being together uh, so we can all kind of have our have our Christmas, our video game Christmas. Um, but at the same time, EA, number one, I don't think has really ever done a very good job at E3. I think they, they've been kind of like, they always seem to start it off and we're always left with like, really? That would, that's what you came to the table with? Mm -hmm. um, and also like over the last couple of years, they, they do seem like they've been distancing themselves from E3. Like the fact that they started doing this EA play and it didn't ever seem like it was part of E3. I'm not actually surprised to see them push it by a month. 
um, hopefully that will let them get their ducks in a row and maybe come up with a presentation that we can all get excited about. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm torn on it. I want it to be great. I want them to, do, to blow me away. I'm, I'm actually one of the people who uh, subscribes to the fact that I think EA gets a lot of unnecessary blind hate. I think there's criticisms that obviously can be thrown to EA, but there's just a lot of just crap that gets thrown over that way. So I want to see some great stuff from them. I think they've got great properties and, and I'm excited to see what they're going to do with, with Battlefield. Interesting that they're going to do that in June and then have a whole play, like a, a dedicated thing with play uh, in July. So they seem kind of disjointed maybe a little bit here, but I, I don't know, man. We're in a weird year. We're in a weird time, but what do you think of all this? Yeah, I mean, I, by... Uh, like a lot of what you said, I actually kind of agree with 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 EA. Um, I know again they get a lot more crap than they probably deserve. Um, I'm just excited to see maybe what what EA's got down the pipeline because for the most part, a lot of it's unknown besides Battlefield at this point. So yeah, I'm really curious to see kind of what else EA is working on. I know they have Knockout City coming. I think in the next couple of weeks, which is the the dodgeball. Uh, multiplayer yeah. game and then of course Mass Effect's out on Friday so those were kind of like the mm-hmm. two big games from from EA of course though the EA play events have never been amazing because a lot of that that time right. is taken up by like Madden and stuff like that which I mean yes it's cool to see Madden but we're not ever really excited to see that especially now that it's going to be in the late July essentially right before Madden comes out so um I'm interested to see what what EA has going forward, uh, but I'm I'm more interested in seeing what what Battlefield Six is going to be because um, I've liked the last couple Battlefield games, so I'm actually really to see, interested to see what they do with the return to the modern era of Battlefield. So we're going to probably see yeah. that in the next couple of weeks. So uh, I'm, I'm excited to see more from that. Speaking of games that we're not going to see for a while, next up, the <laughs> Coalition have announced that their next game will be made using Unreal Engine 5 and will not be announced anytime soon, nor will it be available within the next couple of years. And they said in the blog post when they announced that that essentially they're finishing up the the next two operations for Gears 5, and then the whole team's kind of transitioning to work on this next game, which we could all pretty much probably assume it's Gears 6. But is that Gear 6? Yeah. What this probably means, though, is Gear 6 is going to be an Unreal Engine 5 game that's like three or four years away, Sean, <laughs> which mm-hmm. I, I was hoping that maybe, especially because of the way they kind of left the ending with Gears 5, I was hoping maybe we could hear it, hear uh, what ha- like what happens with the sequel sooner rather than later. Yeah. Um, but it sounds like the next Gears is going to be a long ways away. What do you think about this one, Sean? Definitely disappointing. I think like, you know, Gears has this thing and, and, and really all of the, the first party stuff that, that has, has historically been on Xbox. We, we get overloaded with it xbox only has halo gears and forza and we get a lot of that so on that side of it i think maybe it's good that gears takes a bit of a breather but like i'm a i'm a fan of gears like i want more and i want it sooner so yeah that side of me is a little bit disappointed but this is this is an opportunity for them to give us you know one of the most visually amazing uh, franchises using the the latest tech this is probably the right move i just kind of wish you know that even unreal 5 was available a little sooner than it is so that we could have some of these jaw-dropping games and experiences you know launch with the console but i think this is going to be the gears game that we get for this generation just like you know you on 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 playstation you kind of got like you got your uncharted 4 on ps4 and that was it you got Mm -hmm. your last of us 2 on ps4 and that was it that's probably more of the cycle that we're going to see with some of these tentpole things instead of what 360 you got all the first three gears games (laughs) 
Well, plus even judgment. we had two last generation, or, or yeah, two if you don't count uh, Gears right. Ultimate. Um, but like Gears Five, for example, was kind of like the swan song for the Xbox right. one in a lot of ways. So I would mm-hmm. imagine that they might be able to do two Gears games this generation, but then one might be like the at the tail end of the Series X lifespan, especially yeah. after like six years or so. So that's that's kind of what yeah. I'm expecting. So yeah, I'm a little disappointed that it sounds like Gears is so far away because I was hoping that maybe that was going to be kind of like one of their biggest games like for next year maybe because the timing would have kind of made oh, sense wow. for it. Uh, if it sure. wasn't going to be on a whole new engine, but again, with Unreal F- Engine Five coming so late, yeah, like this game's probably like 2023 at the earliest. I'm imagining. I'd like to know. I'd like to know who took Rod Ferguson's spot as a, as the head of the coalition. I don't even know if they've got that locked down. So that could kind of give us some insight into really how far away we are from the next steps for what what's in store for Gears as well. Mm-hmm. For sure, my friend. All right, next up. Ubisoft have announced a new title in the Division series called The Division Heartland. It's a free-to-play game set in the Division universe. It's being developed not by uh, the studio that usually does The Division, but Red Storm Entertainment instead, who most people might Mm. know for the Rainbow Six series, and it will launch sometime before March 2022. They said just this fiscal year, so um, it'll either probably be out before the end of this year or by the latest March 2022. Um, I know that I'm not a huge Division fan. I know you are, though, Sean. Does this news do anything for you? Because for me, I'm not super excited about this, only because, again, I've never really been into The Division, but as a Division fan, Sean, what do you think about this announcement? I feel like it... I think it makes sense um, because, you know, it's kind of going up in this in this war- landscape of games that require a whole bunch of people to play them. Uh, but the division has been a paid experience. Right. So you kind of have that that weird juxtaposition where you have other games that are like Destiny went free to play. You know, so you have a whole bunch of people being able to play it um, without really any barrier to entry. Mm-hmm. The division never really got that. And so this seems to be a stepping stone towards, you know, changing what we all think about the division and how you end up getting to play it so i think that makes sense and also i think ubisoft came out and said that there that we can expect more like this that there's maybe stepping away from giant triple a you know these big pieces that they've been doing and exploring this kind of free to start or free to play um type of platform so it makes sense to me um i'm excited to try because i think the division is rock solid man as a game and if it removes the barriers to entry if it if it means that we can start to experience more on the the cross play type of stuff that i don't think ever really landed on on the division i can't if i'm on pc i can't play with xbox people or vice versa so if it kind of breaks down those barriers then i'm all for it so i'd just like to see what they do with this i i'm happy to see that they're doing more with the division i think it's a solid mm-hmm. franchise and ip that's a it's a great setting and um yeah i'm just kind of excited to see what what happens with it yeah i think this has a lot to do with too with the fact that the, i think it's either the division movie or tv show is coming out soon and i think they kind oh, of that totally makes sense i think they want them to kind of launch pretty close together so um i yeah. think that's kind of the, the other idea behind this as well um and yeah i i, I to talk about uh, something you talked about before where they had made a statement about uh moving away from triple a games they actually clarified that a bit this morning um i saw an article over on on GameSpot uh that talked about this a little bit where they said that they're not going to be reducing their AAA output, where they it sounds like we're still going to get the like three or four AAA games from Ubisoft every single year, but that That's they're going to focus more on 
free to play games and kind of make them a bigger oh, focus okay. in their strategy. That's that's kind sure. of what the clarification came from. And again, a, a new division game, not being a paid game, but being a free to play game, I think is kind of like the first steps toward that. So um, that's what I thought was really interesting about the story too, is the idea of like mm -hmm. maybe doing free to play games, not that are just all new IPs, but also taking some of their existing franchises and also turning them into like large free to play games. Like maybe one day we'll see like a free to play Far Cry game or like a free to play, yeah. um, I don't know, like Beyond Good and Evil, I guess, or, or something else from Ubisoft. So, yeah, I'm interested to see what other free-to-play games we get from them in the coming years going forward. And more, I'm, I'm interested to see, like, how people respond to it, Ryan, to be honest with you. Like, this mm -hmm. is, Ubisoft often does this thing where they venture into new territory, and it can be very risky on a number of fronts, but I think mostly just gamers don't love change, <laughs> you know, like, and yeah. they're very judgy, and it, it can be risky from that perspective. So, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what they actually release, but probably even more so like what is the reaction going to be yeah for sure my friend all right next up this one's totally a ryan turford story so uh we won't spend too much time on it <laughs> i'll buckle up <laughs> but disney have announced that they are re-releasing the snes versions of zombies ate my neighbors and ghoul patrol on june 29th now for those that what? don't know have never played Hi. zombies ate my neighbors before or ghoul patrol and you uh, you're wondering what the heck are these games ryan why are we even talking about this so yeah uh these games were actually developed by lucasfilm on the snes and they're essentially top-down shooters in the vein of something like return of the living dead or like really cheesy like uh parodies of 80s horror films essentially mm -hmm. um, and you play as this, this uh, brother and sister as they go through these environments basically trying to rescue their neighbors from zombies and werewolves and ghosts and mummies and all kinds of crazy creatures and, and there's a ton of levels in each game there's a ton of replay value with these games they're both really fun couch co-op games so if you have another friend to play with like uh, you, you're going to have a lot of fun playing. I know me and my brother Kyle used to play these games all the time because we actually had both of them on the, on the SNES back in the day. Um, and they're actually, th these games were published by Konami, so they have a lot of um, the little Konami-isms uh, that you saw in a lot of good SNES games from them, such as great music, great graphics. Uh, so these games actually really hold up well today. I think the, it, this package is also really cheap. I think it's 15 bucks Canadian for both games. Like they come in this in one package together. So um, I recommend people to definitely check this out, <laughs> especially if you like top down shooters uh, that are that are kind of have like goofy parody uh, stuff associated with them. I think you're going to have a great time with this game. So definitely check out if that. If you say so. June 29th. <laughs> I mean, it's also on uh, every Rob's other platform not. as well. So <laughs> PlayStation 4, Switch, everywhere else as well. And last news story as well, and this one gets me excited, but I think you'll probably be pretty excited by this announcement too, Sean. Scarlet Nexus is getting a demo on May 21st on Series X and S as well as Xbox One. The demo is actually going to be exclusive to Xbox for a, a certain time period Whoa. that they didn't disclose. Um, so you will, we'll be getting it first. But uh, Scarlet Nexus is getting a demo on the 21st. I know a lot of previews went up for the game today. I'm hearing some great things uh, coming nice. up from that because I know people got a chance to play the first couple hours of the game. Um, so look out for that demo on May 21st. I'm, I'm super excited to check out the demo. Me too. That one. Yes. That one I can, I can genuinely say I'm excited for as well. I've come around on it, Ryan Turford. That's good, my friend. All right. Last thing before we go, we got one quick question for the carpool. Of course, this is from Dan at Dano 12. And he asks, which game have you struggled to finish or have wanted to 100% i.e. getting all the achievements and trophies for, but either couldn't commit to it or it was just too much. Sean, is there a game that maybe is in your backlog that you just could Holy not cow. get into that is too long? 
Is this just how much every time game do you have? Sean? <laughs> how much time do you have? Yeah, like every every game. Um, but definitely something that comes to mind was the the fall of 2020 and Ubisoft's freaking release <laughs> schedule that they did. Man, I was yep. overloaded by Watch Dogs, Immortals, and um, and Assassin's Creed, of course. Like just yep. gigantic games, and you covered them all. Like you kind of, I feel like maybe you got a little I burnt think that out. Fall by... almost killed me, Sean. <laughs> yeah, I, that's I a lot. All those games, like back to back to back. And it was, it was, I, th- I think I might be dropping Assassin's Creed, honestly, which breaks my heart because I love Assassin's Creed, especially Odyssey. I liked Valhalla, but, um, it didn't have its hooks in me enough to kind of keep me coming back. And I'm, I, I'm months, I'm literally months since playing that game. So that, that definitely comes up. I'm on the verge for that with, with Outer, Outer Worlds, which is not its fault, but it's more the fact that. Uh, we have three Mass Effect games coming out this week, and I am so excited for that. Yeah. But I'm going to go hard these next couple of nights and try to finish out Outer Worlds. But yeah, that that those three games from Ubisoft that was a that was a that was a bit much. As soon as I re- read this question, I kind of knew that was coming as well. Especially to mm-hmm. uh, these the newest expansion for Assassin's Creed Valhalla just came out oh, today. Stop. So even more content, Sean. Even it's more enough. Content yeah, game. Uh, yeah, because I, I spent like. It's the type of game that gets good 40 hours in, Sean, which is not the mm-hmm. type of thing you want for your game. <laughs> um, I think I'm 36 hours in, so there you go. Yeah, Dano, honestly, um, there isn't really one game <laughs> that really I haven't really found the time for to, to, to finish or 100%, I should say, that I haven't. Um, because if it's if a game's got its hooks into me, you know, I'm usually finishing it at least. Um, the yeah. one thing I will say, and this is not Xbox related, but I really wish that one day I could get the Platinum Trophy in Final Fantasy XIV on PlayStation, Sean. Um, but unfortunately, mm. the Platinum Trophy for Final Fantasy XIV requires a, probably about 10,000 hours of play, which is, Good too, God. which is too much of a commitment for me, I think. so. Even for you, yeah. That's that's uh, yeah, maybe two, 200 hours too much for you. I mean, sure. to be fair, I've already spent about 40,000 hours with that game, Sean, but... You know, ten thousand hours just doing just the mindlessly too much. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's oh my gosh. Um, but for the most part, like if it, that's kind of my my uh, policy with like achievements or trophies, I go for the one hundred percent for any mm-hmm. games that I'm actually legitimately interested in that have Same. achievable trophies. So I got almost hundred percent on Outriders, which I liked a lot. There's just like I think two achievements left that they just seem kind of silly. I'm just gonna I, I'm gonna leave them. There's no way I'm gonna get yeah. them. Likewise, I really wanted to get like all the ones for the original Tomb Raider, like the Tomb Raider reboot. Um, but Ooh, seeing good one. half of the trophies were multiplayer trophies, I'm like, no, I'm done. I love this game, but I'm not grinding this game's multiplayer. That's terrible just for these achievements. Yeah. But mm. anyways, Sean, that's the end of the show. But before we go, Sean Pugs, go. Oh, man, I had so much fun. I got great Pokemon cards today. People can find me on Twitter at Sean Capri. Sean like Connery. Capri like the pants. Um, you caught me right after I took a drink of my Excellent. juice. So <laughs> <laughs> struggling a little bit. Um, Twitch.tv slash Sean Capri. Um, as Ryan mentioned, I've got a couple other podcasts that I do. Sweet Hangs, which releases on Wednesdays on free feeds. And also, We The GamerCast, where I have Sweet Hangs with strangers from the internet every single week. And um, I hope you guys check those out. And I just, man... I had a good time with you today, Ryan Turford. That's me, it for me. Me too, my friend. As for me, you can find me on Twitter at Ryan Turford. You can also find us on Twitter at the Xbox Drive, as well as on YouTube, youtube.com slash the Xbox Drive. And quick, quick cl- plugs for me as well. I actually reviewed Returnal, so I reviewed a PS5 game, youtube.com slash Ryan Turford, if you want to see that review. I do kind of like a podcast discussion about that to kind of tie into the PlayStation Drive, which I think will be live around the time this epi- next week's episode comes out, as Ooh. well as the RPG Cave. 
which is also nice. coming So um, look out Prolific. for those on your podcast feeds of choice. Again, I'll have links for all that stuff in the show notes on next week's show. Also, I've started streaming again, twitch.tv slash Ryan Turford. I just streamed yesterday. I'm going to be doing it more often, probably during the afternoons because Sean does the evenings. I do the afternoons and it kind of all just works out Love great. It. Um, so you can check me out there. So for Sean Capri, I'm Ryan Turford. This has been episode 189 of the Xbox Drive and we out. Oh. oh my gosh, I just realized that by this time next week I'm going to be telling you all about all the Mass Effects I'm going to be playing. I'm going to throw everything away. I'm going to ignore my kids. I'm going to ignore my wife. I'm going to ignore my responsibility. I'm going to ignore my work responsibilities. I'm going to be playing so much Mass Effect that I hope you guys are there too. Bye to breathe, ball.